hello, uh, everybody. Welcome back to Capes and Japes, possibly uh, the world's only comic book podcast currently starring two hosts with three unbroken feet between them. Hey. I have two. I have one unbroken foot currently. So if if there's if there's a a little bit of a background noise that you're not used to, uh that would be because I am confined to the living room couch. <laughs> essentially. This is this is how dedicated we are to bringing you podcasts is that even when one of us breaks an appendage well look i broke it on thursday there was there's it's not like i broke it this morning (laughs) that would be pretty wild if you were like all right time to record from the er i mean i would not it is so loud in an er i wouldn't have done that (laughs) um but uh you're at home convalescing um I am sitting upstairs wearing shorts for, like, the first time this year, um, and we are all gonna do our best, um, because we have to tell you about Raven. Nice, 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 nice. Nice, 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 dab, 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 dab for Raven. Um, Raven is, uh, obviously, uh... Another one of the core members of the, uh, 80s Teen Titans, along with our other friends who we've talked about, Cyborg and Starfire, and our friend Beast Boy, who we're, uh, going to talk about, um, among some others. Um, so she, uh, and Cyborg and Starfire and Beast Boy were all, uh, created by Marv Wolfman and George Perez, um... And they were all introduced, uh, in 1980 at the same time in, like, a, uh, a special sort of bonus feature in DC Comics Presents, um, which was generally, like, a team-up ongoing series, but they had, uh, like, backup stories and bonuses and stuff like that. And this one was, uh, introducing all of the, uh, what would become the new Teen Titans. Um, all the ones who we hadn't met yet. Um, Raven is, uh, actually a very key member of this team, um, because in the, uh, original, uh, first issue, she is the one who, uh, brings the Titans together because she needs help. Um, emotionally. And among, among other things. Um, fair. Yeah, fair. Um, so, uh, our girl Raven is a, uh, half demon, half human, um, which is, uh, known as a cambion. And I don't know if that's, like, an actual, like, mythological or biblical thing, or if it's just what DC decided to call people who were half demon and half human. No, I think that's um, a thing. I think they also have cambions in D&D, so. Okay, well, if it exists in D&D, then it's uh as real as real as anything could possibly be. Um so uh her mother is a uh human woman named Angela Roth who uh as a teenager uh got caught up with a cult, uh, who was worshipping a demon called Trigon, um, and ended up, uh, they summoned Trigon, and he came to Earth in a, uh, like an attractive human male form, uh, and Angela's like, uh, oh, this seems okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Might as well. Might as well. Um, and they, uh, you know, he, uh, seduced her, as these stories always go, uh, and with the intention of, you know, giving himself a, uh, a a half-demon offspring who he could use to, you know, help 
take over the world, uh, which is what demons always want. Um, so, you know, they, they have a fling, uh, Angela gets pregnant, uh, Trigon reveals his, uh, true form. Angela's like, oh no, <laughs> I've made a mistake. Um, and, uh, she, uh, Briefly after, uh, leaving Trigon while pregnant, she, uh, thinks about killing herself because she's like, well, what do I do? I, like, I have this half-demon baby now and she's probably gonna be super evil. Um, and, uh, she ends up being, uh, taken in by a, um, a group of, uh, priests, monks, uh, interdimensional, uh, sort of, an interdimensional holy order, um, called the, uh, the Temple of Azeroth, uh, led by a high priestess named Azar, or possibly Azar, um, A-Z-A-R, uh. It's so hard to tell with written mediums. It is very, it's very difficult, and this one has... They do not say the name Azar in the cartoon, as far as I know, which is about what I have to go on. <laughs> uh, but uh, she is she's taken in uh, by this temple um, and has uh, has her baby there. Um, her baby named her baby who is named Raven. Surprise, it's Raven. Um, Angela also uh, is given, uh, the name Arella, uh, by the Azerathians, um, which means messenger angel, which is nice, um, which is what she generally goes by from, uh, from this point on. Um, so she, uh, she gives birth to Raven, uh, in this interdimensional temple, um, and Raven is raised, uh, by these monks, and, uh, primarily by Azar, uh, cause Arella sort of, like, relinquishes most of her child-rearing duties to them, because she's like, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do with a half-demon child. I don't know, I don't know how to deal with this. Does anybody know what to do with a half-demon child? Well, uh... These these guys were were preparing for this a little bit more. Um so they're like, "Yes, we we can we will teach this girl how to, you know, uh keep her demon side in check." Um which, you know, if I was like a regular human woman who had a baby as a teenager and that baby was half a demon and I had to teach her not to be evil, I wouldn't really know where to start. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just don't don't do, uh, don't do demon things, please. Um, so, uh, Azar and the, uh, the, the priests teach, teach Raven how to, you know, not give in to, uh, the demonic part of herself, uh, most of which entails suppressing a lot of her emotions. Um, Raven is, uh, she's, uh, an empath. Um, so she can sense the feelings of people around her. Um, and she can also, uh, later on learn to, uh, influence those feelings, um, to, like, to differing degrees. Like, most of the time it's just, uh, oh, she makes people scared or she, uh, she calms people down. Um, or, you know, makes them, like, feel less anxious. Um, sometimes has used it in, uh, less chill ways. Uh, I think one time she was, like, she was, like, subconsciously trying to influence Dick to fall in love with her because she, like, had a crush on him. Um, and that's not cool, but she wasn't really doing it, like, intentionally. Um, yeah, that that reaches kind of like a weird gray area. Like it is you you gotta have intent, but also yes. once you realize, then it's like oh oh no. Yeah, 
And I'm sure, I'm sure it would be uncomfortable for another person to be in that situation, regardless of what your intent was. Um, yeah. But, uh, so, you know, emotions and, uh, understanding emotions is a huge part of how, you know, Raven operates. So, for most of her youth and into her teenage years, uh, these monks were like, okay, just don't, uh, just try to prevent yourself from feeling any feelings too strongly, because, uh, if you feel any strong feelings, it'll bring out your evil demon side, uh, and then things will go very bad. Yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing that worked for maybe like 10 years, and then she started getting into puberty, and... Yeah, that's the thing, is I don't, like, no matter, like, how devoted your religious order is, and, like, how much you work at, like, coaching this child, I think if, like, if you're a 14-year-old girl, then you're a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> Like, there's not, there's not a lot you can do to, to prevent all of that. And sometimes you just gotta feel your feelings. You do gotta feel your feelings. That's an, that's, that's an important part of what Raven learns when she gets, uh, friends. Is sometimes you do gotta feel your feelings. Um, preferably not, you know, in a way that leads to manifesting a demon on Earth, but. Yeah. <laughs> you do gotta feel them. If you can avoid that, that would be for the best. Um, but, you know, while she's, uh, she's in the process of, uh, learning all this, she does, uh, meet Trigon, um, uh, a few times. Like, hey, it's me, your dad. How's it going? Um, and she finds out that, uh, Trigon is planning, uh, to come to Earth and you know, destroy it, or rule it, or all those things that, all those things that demons do. Sometimes it varies moment to moment with demons. Um, so, uh, this is when she's 18, and she's like, okay, uh, well, I can't let my dad destroy the Earth. I'm gonna go to Earth, and I'm gonna let people know this is happening, and I'm gonna get some help. Um, so she, uh, goes to Earth, her birthplace, um, and she, at first she goes to the Justice League, um, and Satana tells the Justice League, like, not to get involved with her because her dad's a demon, um, which is, like, I can understand being a little, like, you know, distressed about that. If you've studied magic and you know about demons, you're like, uh-oh, Trigon's bad news. Um, but also... That's kind of why she needs help. Yeah, like, at a certain point, when you show up and it's like, hey, my dad's trying to destroy the Earth, and you're like, don't believe her, her dad's a demon. I feel like that's better evidence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I would, I would listen. Um, but, you know, uh, this is, this is, uh, <laughs> this is teen comics, and adults never take them seriously. Um, womp womp. So she, uh, she goes to, uh, some, she goes to, she goes to Teen Heroes. She goes to some of the, uh, the former Teen Titans, and, uh, they also, they draw in the new Teen Titans, such as Starfire and, uh, Cyborg and Beast Boy, um, and, other people who join them later. Um, but, and she says, okay, you teens need to help me. Uh, cause my dad is going to come to earth and he's a big scary demon and he's going to destroy it. And the justice league wouldn't do anything. Um, also while we're dealing with this problem with my dad, I will help you fight other crimes. And the teen Titans are like, hell yeah. We love to stop demons. We love fighting crime, and if you can help with that, we can definitely help you stop your dad from doing the biggest crime of all. The greatest crime you could do. Destroying the world. Um, so, uh, so like we said, her, uh, her sort of central power, uh, is her ability to, uh, 
sense and later on to uh influence emotions um she also uh she can astral project uh what's called a soul cell um which is sort of like a uh it, well it looks like it looks like kind of a a big shadow bird you know like a raven like a big raven made out of magic um, well, I mean, if your name is Raven and you wear a cloak that looks like that, of course your sh- yeah. soul shadow self is gonna look like a big ol' raven. Yeah, exactly. For the drama. Um, it's The drama is so important. You have to consider the drama of it all. Um, so she can uh, use that to uh, to scope out what's happening in other places. Uh, she can telepathically communicate with it um she can absorb energy she can uh use it to uh to teleport other people with um a lot um a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff that's like sort of uh one of those characters who doesn't have like very clear like caps on what they can and can't do um because yeah. she does also do magic. Like, she just has magic. And she can do, like, telepathy and telekinesis. Um, and, you know, sometimes she just, like, shoots fireballs with magic. Um, but, uh, you know, with the, the implication that, you know, the more power she taps into, the more dangerous it is because she's, you know, like, utilizing more of her demon side to do this. Um, but a lot of times it's just sort of like, oh, well, probably Raven can do that. She, she can fly, she, at first she can't fly, later on they just, like, have her being able to fly. Cause, like, I mean, her name's Raven, to be fair. She looks like someone who should be able to fly. Um, yeah, I mean, and if you can just do, like, nebulous magics. Yeah. One of those spells can be flying. Yeah. Um, uh, she also, like, she has, on several occasions, had visions of the future. Um, it's not something she generally does intentionally. Um, just sort of sometimes she'll get, like, a, a spooky future vision, which really, which really adds to the whole, uh, you know, aesthetic. Um, so, Raven on the, uh, on the Teen Titans is, like, works as just sort of, like, covers, like, covers all the bases. Like, she does a lot of, kind of, support stuff with her ability to, you know, shield people and, uh, teleport and, you know, do kind of protective magic with her soul self. Um, she does cool offensive magic sometimes so earlier on that's not really as much of a thing um and she uh uses her uh empathic abilities to know what people are feeling um and be like oh i i can sense i can sense this person they're hiding in that building over there and i know because he's like super angry um Either I'm that, making, or there's a table in there that's just pissed. Just the world's angriest table. Um, and she also, um, she provides kind of, you know, an interesting, uh, layer to this team, um, because, like we talked about with Starfire, um, like, Starfire and Raven were both raised not on Earth, um, and Raven is, you know, at least part human, and she had her interactions with her mother, so she knows some things about Earth, but she's also hasn't really existed in, like, normal Earth society before, um, and Starfire also hasn't, so you have, like, these two characters who are both sort of navigating, uh, the world for pretty much the first time. Um, and, like we talked about, Starfire, uh, comes from a planet 
that is uh, all about embracing your feelings uh, and being expressive and, you know, uh, feeling your emotions very strongly and passionately. Um, and Raven was raised her whole life uh, not to feel her emotions very strongly, because if she did, uh, it would probably make her be evil. Um, and she also, she has, like, difficulty, you know, with other people's emotions, um, because very strong feelings, like, literally directly, uh, affect her. Um, especially as something she's, you know, again, not really used to because she's just been around sort of the same group of relatively, you know, even-tempered priest for her whole life. Um, so, um, they have, they have a cool dynamic between the two of them, um, because they are, despite these, uh, these differences, very good friends, um, because, uh, Corey is a very outgoing and protective person, um, and Raven can recognize pretty much instantly that, you know, Corey is very good-hearted and compassionate and caring. Um, and it also is, makes for an interesting, uh, balance in, uh, within, within the group. Um, which, uh, which is fun. So, Raven, uh, she's on the Teen Titans. Um, she is working to, you know, stop her father's plan. Um, She's constantly battling this inner part of herself that, you know, would cause her to become evil and demonic. Um, she, uh, when, uh, the Titans fight Trigon for the first time, um, they seal him in an interdimensional prison, um, with the help of Raven's mother, Arella. Um, obviously he escapes. Um, as most dads do, as most dads do, um, just can't, just can't get rid of those buggers. Um, I mean, also, you know, when you have, when you have a character who is sort of one main defining antagonist that influences their whole entire life and everything they do, um, if you just throw that antagonist in jail and then they never come back, um, you're sort of, you're sort of up a creek without a paddle in terms of what to do with this character you have now. Um, so, they just have a, they just have a great day. They just have a really nice day where nothing bad happens. (laughs) Um, but Trigon escapes. Trigon, you know, uh, escapes and, and is, like, destroyed and is resurrected, like, so many times. Um, Ugh, demons, am I right? Demons. Demons and dads. Um, and demon dads. Um, he, at one point, he possesses Raven and uses her to, like, destroy the temple of, uh, Azeroth, um, and, like, the, the souls of the, of the, the Azerathians end up being, like, contained in this ring that Raven has. Um she uh she dies and uh she dies and comes back a few times. The first time they like properly uh destroy Trigon is when she starts allowing herself to feel more emotions and is when she gains the power to uh you know manipulate other people's emotions instead of just like uh sensing them, um, she, uh, she gets, uh, you know, and then there's a cult who's trying to bring Trigon back, uh, so she goes evil again, uh, and then stops, and then she goes evil again, it's, 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 it's constantly, I mean, like, this is the arc for a lot of characters, this is, like, Jericho did very much the same thing, um, Joey had, like, less of a reason to, honestly. Joey just kept accidentally sort of stumbling into situations where he turned evil. 
I think it's just um, like a evil dad thing. If you have an evil would, dad, they constantly like, no, they win against their genetics. No, they don't. They fall prey to whatever nature versus nurture. Wah. Yes, that 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 is true. Um, in Raven's case, it's it's very literal. Um. Because it's not just that, like, you know, yeah. her dad is a mean guy. It's that he's literally a demon whose, like, only purpose is evil and chaos. Um, so, uh, at one point, one of the times, uh, when she goes evil, um, she's, like, she's going around trying to, uh, to, like, uh, implant like aspects of trigon into new host bodies so that they'll get possessed by trigon um oh there's a big bug up here big maybe it's bug. trigon it's trigon he's here oh he found God. me um raven <laughs> raven help um and this is the point where she i think we mentioned this with cory where she um interrupt uh absolutely decimates a priest right before he says that uh dick and cory are married yeah just destroys a priest uh interrupts uh dick and cory's wedding um and uh tries to possess cory with one of these aspects of uh trigon um but the part of like the real non-evil raven who's still in there uh manages to use this opportunity to actually um implant like an aspect of Raven into Starfire. Um so uh uh Cory, you know, flies off to keep this part of Raven safe, um and ends up coming uh you know, fighting evil Raven, uh and they destroy Raven's body, um, so Raven just, the, the good, the good Raven, um, just sort of becomes this, like, golden spirit Raven. Um, I, I guess. Yeah, who's still, like, like, you know, fully, like, conscious and has, like, the, the, all the memories and, and sentience of, you know, the original Raven, but she's just, sort of a floaty spirit now. Um, and then, uh, obviously she eventually gets her body back. Um, she has an on-again, off-again, uh, thing with Beast Boy, um, which is, it depends, it depends a lot on the, the writer for me with that, because I've read some iterations of it where I'm like, oh, that's cute, and then some where it's just feels very bland. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, she joins up with the, uh, with the third incarnation of the Teen Titans, the, uh, the Tim and Khan generation that, like, Vic and Cory and Gar are helping to lead. Um, she, uh, I think this is, I think this is, uh, like, right after she gets her body back. Um, and she just kind of rolls up like, hey, it's me again. Uh, I've been going through some stuff. Um, anyway. Teen Titans, anyway, right? Love, love it. Love to, uh, love to be on the Teen Titans. Um, and currently, uh, what? She, she was on, she was on Rebirth Teen Titans for a while. Um, I'm not, sure what she's doing now that they've reshuffled the teams. Um, she Is also she on one of those Justice League outside mystical things, or? I don't think she is. Um, it would make sense if she was. Um, but I don't... I haven't been reading Justice League Dark, but I don't think that she is. Um, but, uh, you know, she's she's... She's out there. She's doing something. <laughs> um, I, um, I have, I have a lot of fondness in my heart for Raven as I feel like a lot, a lot of people who watched, uh, 
2003 Teen Titans did. Um, I think there was a large portion of the audience for that show that was, like, you know, uh, kind of intellectual, uh, socially withdrawn, um, you know, teens who had a lot of difficulty with their feelings. Um, that you know, tracks. Nerds. Yeah. You've met nerds. <laughs> um, so, um, especially, like, I think especially for a lot of, like, weird teenage girls, um, who saw this, you know, uh, very, um, very, very, very sad teen, and we're like, oh yeah, relatable. She loves books, and she doesn't, has no idea how to deal with other people. Perfect. <laughs> I'm valid. Ride or die with that one. Yeah, listen, I, there's, there's, um, if you, if you watch, if you watch 2013 Titans and imprinted on Raven, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I, um, I think, I like, I do, I also do like Comics Raven a lot, uh, sincerely. I mean, there's literally, I don't think anyone, there's ever been, like, a member of, I'm sure somewhere there has been, 99% of the time, anyone who's on the Teen Titans team, I have, uh, a lot of fondness and defensiveness towards them. (laughs) <laughs> um, because, uh, them's my kids. Um, Raven is, um, a character who I struggle with a little bit, um, just because, uh, in comics, and I think they've been, you know, as time has gone on, they've tried to get away from this, but, like, historically, she's, uh, she's a character who has a lot of things happen to her yeah um and not that she doesn't you know respond to them with you know bravery and inner strength and like constantly you know the thing that overcomes trigon is uh one raven loves her friends and her friends love raven and uh the power of friendship was the real strength all along um but also you know her inner like will and determination, um, and her conviction that she doesn't want her evil dad to destroy things, um, but it's still a lot of, like, most, most of Raven's storylines are, here's Raven losing agency in some way. Yeah. And now we have to, uh, to fight to get it back. Um, like, there's a lot of, like, what's technically, like, Raven art, um, where Raven's not really in it, and it's mostly an evil version of Raven that they have to defeat so Raven can come back. Yeah. Um, which, which is a bummer. Um, Like, it's okay in moderation, but, like, when that's half of your story arcs? Yeah, and... You know, it is, it is sort of the, just kind of the go-to thing. Yeah. Um, Cause like, for... I, I personally love a good possession arc. Oh, me, you, yeah, like, <laughs> we both, we're on, we're on that page. We're on like, that possession grind. Like, mm, mm-hmm, and now you gotta be saved by the power of friendship? Choice. But when that's just all you get all the time it's like all right can we do something else now thanks it is definitely the the main arrow in their quiver uh in that respect um and it's more interesting when it's you know raven just on a day-to-day basis like trying to do good Trying to do good and trying to, you know, come to terms with this part of her, um, and keep it in check. But when something big happens, it's almost always, you know, oh, Raven's not in control of herself anymore. Um, which is also like, 
I mean, we see a similar thing with like Wanda. Scarlet yeah, with Witch. Wanda. Like uh powerful women yeah. don't get agency. It's true. Wanda, uh Jean, uh Dark Phoenix the movie is coming out real soon. Um, Oof, yeah. Uh yeah, and it's not like like any of these things would be interesting if they happened like once or twice. Yeah, um, like in a vacuum, I can see the appeal, but yes. when you stack everything up together, it's like, all right, guys, yes. get some new material. It's it's so often women, or at least uh, just start possessing more dudes. I mean, come on, just look at there's so many dudes out there. You could possess like a few of them. Yeah, no, it's it's so it's so often women, and it's so often happening in the same way, and it's so often just like the thing that they fall back on. Um, and also, uh, she's had a um, a couple designs over the years. Um, her original um, original New Teen Titans outfit uh that's sort of the the big the big swooshy dress but it's got like the two like really long slits all the way up the leg so it's just kind of basically like a front flap of fabric and a back flap of fabric yeah i have Um, been having a hard time finding a uh photo of raven to use for our thing uh that's not extremely sexualized, and also still a good photo of Raven. Yeah, and it's like that's that's also whack because like at least at least with Starfire they like present it as you know well she comes from a culture that doesn't really care about modesty, and that's our excuse to have her wearing this. Um, Raven, space monks. Not- Raven comes from Space Bugs, does not seem one, like, the type of person, uh, who would care about, you know, like, objectifying herself, uh, and two, like, does it, like, what, Space, why would Space Bugs be wearing that? Um. Now I'm just imagining all the Space Monks, like, regardless of gender, just have, like, huge slits in their skirts. This is just that's, that's, that's all just, they wear. That's just the monk style, I guess. That's all the that's all the space monks uh can wear. Um later redesigns uh give her mostly just like a like a, a full bodysuit with pants, um and a uh like still like a big, you know, hooded swooshy cape. Um which makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of designs of Raven that are, like, some of the most, like, covered up uh, female superhero designs. And it's like, that that tracks a lot more uh, than the alternative. Um, and her, her, her cartoon, her cartoon outfit is, is, is pretty good. What if I just uh, use her cartoon outfit for the title card? I mean, it's still... <laughs> That's probably a, a good call, honestly. Um, it's just like a note that's like, we're not talking about a uh, cartoon Raven, but this is her best look. <laughs> um, also, I do love, I love that Teen Titans Go Raven is like 90% of the time just like, like a swoosh, just a cape. Yeah. Just a cape floating around. It's like, oh, cape with face. It's the cape and the face. And that's it. Um, I do, um, I do love her. Um, they also, um, I think this is soon. I think, uh, July is when the, um, the Raven graphic novel comes out. Yeah, Um, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Uh, which is, if you, um, if you haven't heard, uh, part of DC's sort of, uh, YA, uh, and, like, Young Readers graphic novel initiatives where they're, um, doing a bunch, uh, a bunch of these, um, mostly focused on, like, a single character, uh, 
most of them written by, like, a well-known, like, YA or middle-grade writer, um, and drawn by a well-known artist. Uh, and the Raven one is written by, uh, Kami Garcia and drawn by, uh, Gabriel Piccolo, um, who I think we, we have mentioned recently. Yeah, um, we mentioned him in the Starfire. Yes. Um, but who, even if you don't recognize the name, um, you've definitely seen, uh, his art of, like, uh... Casual Teen Titans. Casual, like, yeah, like, casual hangout Teen Titans, um, in Which, if you haven't, I'm, I'm gonna do the same thing that I did with the Starfire app, and there's gonna be a link to his Instagram in the, uh, oh. episode description, so. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely check it out. If you're a fan of, uh, comic book new Teen Titans or of, uh, 2003 cartoon Teen Titans, um, it is great art. Um, and I'm very excited, uh, for this Raven story, especially, uh, since it seems the most likely to depict her as, like, an actual teen. Yeah. Um, which is something that almost every comic to date has failed to do. Um, mostly under the guise of, uh, you know, like, oh, she was raised by all these monks, so she, you know, obviously she would be, you know, talk, like, a lot more like an adult than she would And she has know. to be so in control all the time. She's so world-weary. She's so world-weary. No time the- for teen antics. <laughs> Keeping her emotions in check. Um, Genuinely, I do think it's like... And, like, 2003 Teen Titans also does this. And also has her, like, very clearly as a teen. But, like, I do think it's a lot more interesting if you, like, have someone who's very clearly, like, young and struggling with controlling their emotions. um, As opposed to somebody who's like, I act much older than I am because... I learned from an early age that my emotions were dangerous. Um, so, very excited about this, uh, this upcoming book. Um, did you have anything to add or any, uh, comics you wanted to talk about? I don't really have anything. Well, I do want to, we were talking earlier about, um, the differences between Raven and Starfire and how they deal with their powers. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me, and then I just didn't bring it up in time. It reminded me of the 2003 Teen Titans episode where they switch (gasps) powers. Yes! It's such a good episode. If you never watch any Teen Titans except for that one, it's good. It's it's so great. Plus, it's it's like the second or third episode of the show. Um, so it really just gets, like, right out the gate with, like, girls. Body swap. Nice. Nice. Um, uh, did you, oh, yeah. I, I did read some comics, though. It's, I, I'm mostly just playing catch-up at this point. Because uh, <sighs> I have, aren't a, we all? I have a big old pile of comics that I haven't had time to read, and now I'm stuck on my couch with nothing but time. Turns out. Can't can't go to work if I can't drive. <laughs> and I can't, I haven't figured out quite yet how to work on cosplay with while still elevating my foot. <laughs> so it's comics time. So <laughs> like I read a volume of Titans. I read a volume of Teen Titans. I read a volume of um, early 2000 Nightwing. Uh, Love it. Yeah. I feel like there was something else, but I didn't write them down. And okay. now I'm just like, what was it? Um, it looks like you were reading some Superman. I That's what it was. I read... Okay. I read the last uh, bit of the Tomasi Gleason Superman run. So good. Yeah. Ugh. I miss it. Gone too soon. Gone too soon. R.I.P. Bendis. Bendis is busy. 
Ben Only just wanted Superman. Ben just wanted Superman, and I guess everybody had other things to do. Tomasi and Gleason had other things to do. Yep. Uh, Patrick Gleason is uh, working for Marvel now. Um, yeah. Which is like, I mean, I, I'm very happy for him. I want every uh, artist and writer I like to pursue whatever is best for their careers, but I'm also like, no, you draw my kids so good. But my kids. <laughs> but my kids. Come back and draw my kids. Um, I don't know if he said what he's going to be working on yet. Marvel has been posting, like, a lot of, like, uh, teases for upcoming projects that are basically just, like, names of artists and writers. Um, and it's like, Ryan North's going to be doing something. Um, we're not going to tell you what it is, but... <laughs> He will. Um, so I'm not sure if he's mentioned what he's going to be working on. But happy for him. Still, still a little, still a little bummed uh, about it. He's apparently, oh, according to Newsarama, thank he's going to start with a short story in Amazing Spider-Man number 25. Oh, that's good. But That'd be I really don't, good. I don't know what else he's going to be doing. Other than, well, in the coming months, Marvel will reveal more of Gleason's exciting work. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I, it, it is, it is an art style that will lend itself very well to Spider-Man. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Um, so that's good. Um, speaking of, uh, of artists and writers we, uh, follow here at Capes and Japes Industries, um, I didn't have... A lot of comic stuff to talk about. Um, most of what is the same stuff I keep up with. Uh, Batman's Batman. Uh, Damien, I think, is trying to kill Slade. Um, which is honestly, I'm like, <laughs> arrested development, good for him, dot gif. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, he probably should. Somebody um, should. Somebody maybe should. Um, some, uh, Various other things. War of the Realms is still going on. Um, but this was a couple weeks ago, but we didn't talk about it last week. Um, Tom King did an interview recently, um, as we're getting into, uh, coming on, like, the final year of his Batman run, um, where he was talking about how the last the last 15 issues of Batman are, this is basically a direct quote, going to change the character for a generation, uh, possibly forever. Um, which is great and not stressful at all, Tom. Thomas, what are Tom, you going to do? What are you going to do to Batman, Tom? Haven't you done enough? Maybe he's going to let him be happy. Maybe, yeah, it's going to change the character by he gets married and then all of, all future Batman writers have to talk about his marriage. Um, I don't think that's it because genuinely, I honest to God believe that Bruce and Selina married would operate exactly the same as Bruce and Selina before they get married. They're just married now. Yeah, but maybe he gets to be happy while he does it. He gets to be happy. He gets to, instead of watching her run from him off a rooftop and be like, ugh, my duty to the law, he watches her run away from him across the rooftop. He's like, that's my wife. wife. And just like Batman, just every, the, the only thing that changes is Batman sitting on a rooftop and you just see a thought bubble and it just says, God, I love my wife. (laughs) I love my wife. Batman drinks respect women's juice, and he loves his wife. Um, <sighs> alright. I think, um, I think that's all I wanted to bring up, is just me, uh, increasingly just, just screams loudly out of fear of the unknown every time Tom King starts talking about something. Um, but, uh, if you, uh, if you want to share your Tom King anxiety, um, or discuss anything else with us um you can find us uh all over internet um we got have you heard of that 
internet? Have you? Perhaps. It's incredible. Uh, it's really a remarkable service. Um, but we got a uh, Twitter, we got a Tumblr, we got a Facebook group, we got an Instagram, we got a Pinterest. Um, you can find all those just at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord server where you can come in and chat uh, and share memes. Um, he just added a, uh, a channel for out of context comics, um, which is my new favorite thing. Um, it is entirely a self-serving channel. Cause Olivia, you know how much I just love sending people just yeah. comics panels as I'm reading them. They're great. And now everybody gets to see them. And you can too, if you come join our discord server, um, we also uh, have a Patreon um, if you want to uh, send us some money, if you have the motive, means, and opportunity. Um, <laughs> you can get bonus episodes. You can join us for movie nights. You can uh, help us uh, pick what topics you want us to discuss. Um, if you can't do that, um, another great cool way to help us out is to leave us a rating and a review um if you tell a friend about this podcast um and tell them to listen to it that's another very cool thing um and if you just keep on joining us because we love to have you here um so we love you and thank you for joining us for this episode of capes and japes i have been olivia and I have been Elion, and as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. And kiss your wife. I love my wife. I love my wife!